This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 118. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm traveling to the cottage today. I'm in rural Ontario, about two hours north of the beautiful town of Toronto, and I'm in an area of Ontario called the Kawarthas, K-A-W-A-R-T-H-A-S, and I'm telling you that because you can probably hear a little bit of road noise in the background, so that's because I'm on the road, and it is a magic day, a few clouds in the sky, 27 degrees, and uh, just an absolutely gorgeous day after uh, we're into summer now after a very long and cold and brutal winter and the change in season reminds me somewhat of the changes in marketplace that are happening in many in many parts uh, of not just Australia and New Zealand but many parts of the world where you might be listening to this and I wanted to be able to tell you, I I wanted to say that I see these changes, a lot of people perceive them as as negative, the the boom is over, etc. I perceive these, or or I consider this change in market conditions as a unique and wonderful opportunity to gain market share, win more listings and make more sales. And during this episode, I'd like to explain why. Because... I think if you can get this formula right and you understand what's happening in your market and your mindset is such that you're just absolutely thrilled with this opportunity, I think you can do very, very well. So a lot of the agents that I'm working with, and by the way, if you'd like to know more about my coaching program, you can check it out at onlinerealestatecoach.com. That's onlinerealestatecoach.com. Check it out. If you'd like to have a brief discussion about where you're headed, uh, I'd love to do, it's what I call a discovery discovery call where I can learn a little bit more about some of the challenges you're facing, learn about some of your victories. There's a lot going on in the real estate space at the moment. And I'm talking to agents like, should I stay with this agency? Uh, I've got issues with my listings. I've got issues with my clients. Uh, what's, I've got issues with my marketing. I feel disorganized. I'm not getting enough time, etc. I can help with a lot of those things. I've got the resources in the form of Jiggler and Locked On and Best Agents, and we're, we're also uh, involved in another highly educational, amazing uh, program, I guess you'd call it, which is RE Express Results, and that's Kevin Turner's back catalogue of amazing interviews with the who's who of real estate. So just a quick digression there to let you know about that. Kevin's asked us to help him market that and that's what we've been doing at the moment. So in any case, lots of resources. If you'd like to know more, quick questionnaire, simply uh, and and grab a time. All you need to do is go to onlinerealestatecoach.com. So I'm speaking with agents everywhere, every week, and there is a definite shift going on at the moment. So the first thing I'd like to say is that 
if your market, if you're noticing some changes, and I was speaking with one of my coaching clients last night who's a, who's a top performer, probably does five or 600,000 a year. He's in a part of New South Wales that has had probably a 10 or 15% drop in values. And he, he perceives that this is a wonderful time, and I, I totally agree. But, but some of the changes that he's seeing, uh, days, uh, days on market are blowing out. Uh, there are less buyers, and naturally, there are less. There's there's less money. The properties are selling for a lower price, so that's going on a lot at the moment. And I think one of the one of the first things, if if you detect a trend in your area, I think you've got a. You don't have a duty, but I think you've got something of an obligation to let your people know. I mean, people people rely on us in real estate for our opinions as to what's happening in the market so they can make informed decisions. So if you have a database of potential sellers, which I'm sure you do, I think you should be emailing them. And you're not being negative, by the way. This isn't something that's going to scare people off. But what a, what about an email? And I'm just thinking aloud here, but what about an email? The subject headline would be something like, what's happening, Mary? Use their first name. What's happening, John? What's happening, Bill? Question mark. And then the subject of your email is very short, very brief, and very to the point. And it would go something like, hi, John, if you're planning to buy or sell in the next six to 12 months, we need to talk ASAP. Please call or text me anytime on and your number. Kind regards, Ray. And that's basically all it should say. So you're probably going to wonder what you should be saying when they call you. Well, that depends. Are they buying or are they selling? So when you get that call back after sending out that email and Bill says, hi, Ray, it's Bill. Got your message. Yeah, we are thinking of selling. What's up? And my my comment my comment there or my reply to, to, to that message or to that call would be to say, hey, I'm glad you called. I just wanted to give you the heads up that I'm noticing a definite trend in the market. I'd say prices have come off a little bit. But what I'm picking up is that I think, if, if this is the case, what I'm picking up is that I think they may fall further. So I'm reaching out, I guess, confidentially to my private email list, and you're on that list, and letting them know that if you're going to be doing something, you should. I would be suggest you do it sooner rather than later. Because, and here's the thing, I don't think if if prices continue to fall away and the market continues to stagnate, and and the changes are, are obvious, then I don't think it's going to be a six month thing. I think it's probably going to be a three, four, five year thing, and that's just the way that it works, folks. You know that. I know that. It's it's a trend in the market, and. I'm familiar, I'm from Melbourne, so I'm familiar with the power of that inner Melbourne market. And with with very few uh, hiccups, that boom started essentially in 1994. So from 1994 to now, so what are we talking, 24 years or 25 years or whatever it's been, in that time, the market has consistently risen and consistently grown. So there has to be a hangover after the party. And what we're going to find is that the agents who know how to operate in a tougher market 
are going to do very, very well because here's what ha- here's what happens. Say you're going along really well, but you've you've got no tough market skills. The first thing you're going to notice is that your listings are on the market for longer. It's harder to get price reductions because so many owners are very reluctant to reduce their prices, right? So what happens is that property stays on the market for longer and you're still listing at the same time. So you might have five listings and then you've got eight listings and then you've got 11 listings, but you're not getting the sales. I'm hearing this quite a lot. So I can tell you that's what's going on. I don't know, maybe it's happening to you. But that's, this is really dangerous because the list to sell time blows out. Before you know where you are, you've got twice as many listings as, you, as you're used to handling. You don't have any time for prospecting. You're not, you're not getting the prices down. You're not getting the sales made. So this simply manifests into a fairly ugly situation. And the next thing that starts happening is that you start losing your listings. And to lose a listing, as I'm sure you'll agree, is a great tragedy. Nobody wants to lose a listing. You invest blood, sweat and tears into firstly winning that listing, marketing it, taking buyers through, etc. You want to sell it. And if you're familiar with my, my, my uh, philosophy on this, I believe that if you lose a listing, you lose a sale, it's actually four times the money. Right? You've lost, say your fee's 10,000, you've lost 10 grand that you're not going to be getting as your commission or fee for service, as I prefer to call it. You have given your competitor $10,000 because they, they won the listing and sale instead of you. Plus, you've lost the opportunity to list in and around the property for the next whatever couple of years, six to 12 months. Chances are, if you've done a good job, another couple of deals would have come up in that time. So, it's really, really costly, and it's got to be avoided at all costs, I believe, because good agency simply dictates that you are getting property onto the market, marketing it very, very well, professionally, it looks great, you're keeping your seller up to date, and you're getting results. So um, one one concept that I learned from uh, a, a, a terrific agent who I've been working with, a lady called Tamara Lee, from Kelvin Grove in Queensland, in Brisbane. And Tamara is an awesome agent and she calls her sellers twice each day, in the morning and at night. She calls them and tells them what's going on. And that communication is helping her not only not only maintain awesome contact with her sellers, but it's helping her get prices down where they need to when they need to come down and, and helping her get results so I really take my hat off to Tamara she's an amazing lady uh, an amazing agent and you know how how lucky are her clients to have that kind of feedback so I would be suggesting and I'm hoping Tamara you don't mind me saying this but um, you know copy what she's doing it's such a cool idea in this market great communication is super important so Back to that scenario where property just keeps blowing out and blowing out. That is, what are all those people looking at with their binoculars? That's weird. Sorry, I got distracted. There's people peering into this field in the vast distance. Maybe they can see some kind of animal out there. Maybe it's a coyote or a wolf or a bear. Goodness, there's plenty of bears around this time of year. Um, So when... When you lose a listing, that's and and then you start losing more. 
and you're not getting these sales, that is the opposite to magic. That is a terrible situation. But I believe it's all avoidable with great client communication and quickly acquiring the skills that that are going to help you get your seller priced right to get a result. So that's what I'll That's what I really want to focus on for this episode is helping your seller get where they want to go. Now, if somebody's motivated to sell, they need to sharpen up their price. So there's a number of strategies that you should be employing to help your seller understand exactly what's going on and get them sold for the highest possible price. When a property comes onto the market, let's say a property is worth 800 and it comes onto the market at say 900 and uh, the seller is hoping obviously to get the best price they can here's what's happening a lot so the property comes on the it's, and let's say it's worth around the I don't know let's give it a range 780 to uh, 830 or something like that or 840 in, in that kind of range and it's on for 900 and in that time Quite often, if you're going to get a good offer on a property, it normally comes in 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 the first couple of weeks. But the seller often thinks that, boy, that's that's great. Uh, It's only just the beginning. I'm going to get my price. I'm happy to hang out and and see what happens, which, as we all know, can often be a monumental mistake because sometimes when that good offer comes in, it doesn't get repeated. So let's say you get an offer of 840 or 830 or something, and it's a good price. If you don't have the skills, if your if your client is not set up to sell and that offer comes in, they're just going to ignore it. And six weeks later, the next best offer might be 810. That's typically what, what's happening. The owner is upset with you because you haven't got the result. They're blaming you when they probably should be blaming themselves. But this is the time right from the minute you list the property to have the real discussion with the seller and help them get their price to where it needs to be pretty quickly or at least help them understand that you could be facing some, collectively facing some important decisions, some tough decisions might have to be made. So I'd be having a real discussion with my seller as soon as my property is listed is to say, Mr and Mrs Seller, when a property first comes onto the market, often, not always, but often, that's the time when a buyer will pop up, see the properties on the market and make an offer. And in many cases, that offer is pretty good. It's pretty new because the the property's on the market, it's fresh and it's new and it's interesting and it's a great time uh, for a buyer. They see it and think, well, I want to grab this property before anybody else, as opposed to a property that's been on the market for eight weeks or 10 weeks or way by the average days on market time that just completely turns buyers off. So I think it's important to have that discussion with your seller right at the start and say, and and this needs to be a face-to-face discussion, I think. And by the way, if if you need to get a price reduction and have that discussion with your seller, go and see them if possible. If they're in the same area, if they're like within a couple of hours drive even, if it's important, and which which I think it is, go and see them because in all honesty, and, and I've proven this many times, you are going to be a hundred times more effective in person than you are on, at the end of a phone. 
So that that meeting, uh, or maybe the seller's happy to come to your office, either way, that meeting needs to be in person. So the discussion's going to go something like, Mr and Mrs Seller, we're on the market and at any time a buyer might come up and, and, and give us an offer. So I just want to give you the heads up that we might need to consider a good offer very early. I don't know that it's going to happen, but I need to warn you that it might. Because the issue that we have with our sellers is that when a, when a, when a great price does, does come up, like I said before, they're, they're thinking, well, it's really just the beginning. You know, these are, these are great times and we're going to get a better price. That's not, that's not true. I mean, this one good offer, as we all know, when that first comes up, might be the only offer that you get in and around that price. So it's a really important thing to be able to monitor what's happening in your market and and obviously inform your seller as to what's going on. So there so you know do what Tamara does. Call them twice each day. I just think that's such a simple and brilliant strategy. I would also be grading your stock. If you've got a number of listings at the start of each month, I'd be I'd be running down my list and saying, okay, who needs to be sold here by the end of the month? And that's something that you can even do with your um, with your current stock at the moment. I would call them and say, "Hi, um, hi, Mr. And Mrs. Seller. Just letting you know that we're going to be focusing on getting some sales this month. As you as you're aware, there are some changes in the market where market prices have fallen a little bit. So we're really uh, I'm worried about what what lies ahead. So we we're trying to make some results here and get some sales." for our sellers as soon as we can. My question for you, Mr. and Mr. Seller, it's the start of the month. Would you like to be sold this month? Is it important to you to be sold this month? And if they say yes, then you'll say, okay, we need to look at our strategy. I want to give you an update on what's happening. When is a good time to get together? Does Thursday suit you better or Friday? You're not asking, can we meet? You're saying, which day works best? It's like when you're asking a client for, or a potential client on your database for an email, don't say, can I get an email address? Just say, which email address do you prefer? Would you prefer I use? So you're not, not asking them permission to get an email. You're just simply saying which one. It totally changes the dynamic of the question and will get you a better result. So you're going to sit down with your seller and you're going to have a very real discussion about getting their price in order. So there's a number of things here that you can do. There's a number of strategies you can employ to help them understand the importance of bringing their price into line. And one of the things that you can do, and Garth McCoskey on a recent episode uh, or recent interview that I'll be running as an episode shortly, uh, goes into this in beautiful detail. But what he does is he picks one property that has sold nearby that is very comparable to your client's property. And he says, I've been following the marketing and sale of 23 Smith Street. We might have discussed it. You've seen it. It's in the area. And the property has just sold. And it sold for X. And it had quite a few buyers. And that's the price range that it was marketed in, whatever, give them the details, and then it's sold. I'm concerned from your point of view that buyers 
are missing your property and looking at other properties that are more realistically priced and making offers and purchasing. And the sale of this property at 21 Smith Street tells me that's what's going on here at the moment. So we've got an opportunity to arrest this and to reverse what's happening at the moment by getting price into line to help us attract the right buyers. Because here's what's happening at the moment. And I'm sure the other sellers in the in the area love you because you know why? And if you know your seller well enough and you've got a good relationship, you should be having this discussion, right? So you, you should be able to, I mean, they're relying on you for advice. So you can even say, and I used to say this all the time, I said, look, the sellers around here love you because your property on the market at the moment is making everything else look cheap. As we've seen from our internet stats, here's where we enter the internet argument uh, for online leads. What's happening is that we've had 2,500 unique visits to your property online in the last five weeks or whatever it's been, but we've only had half a dozen physical inspections. So there is a huge gap between the number of people that are aware of your property online and converting those online visits to physical inspections. I don't think you're going to be looking at property unless you're interested in buying or selling, I guess. But buyers are seeing your property and not putting it on their to-view list because they don't perceive there is value. And you've got to have that discussion, guys. You really have to have that discussion. If you've got a seller who's on the market, they want to be sold. Nobody wants to be on the market forever. Now, this is getting to the heart of their motivation is probably the most important thing here. What could be their reasons for sale? They've bought a property, they need the money, they're downsizing, it's a lifestyle change, they're moving to another area. I don't know, there could be dozens of different reasons why somebody's selling. You need to find out exactly what's going on. Sometimes when I'm speaking with agents, I ask them why they're selling and they're a little bit vague. I think you've got to be you got to not be vague. You've got to know exactly what's going on so you can help your seller get a result. So talking about, talking about uh, online visits is a great strategy and you, and, and you want to be able to sit down and do that. When you're having this sit-down meeting, you don't want to go in with one strategy. You want to go in with as many as you can. Or, or maybe not strategies. I guess the overall thing is the strategy. You're going in with with solid arguments and reasons as to why this needs to happen. Here's another great one. This is uh, this is this is a very powerful. I call it the hypothetical. This is a very powerful uh, argument to present to a seller who needs to get their price in line. You, before you go, obviously to the to your seller's meeting. You contact a number of people who've been through. Say you've had, I don't know, three or four inspections or whatever. You might ring the couple who've been through and you say, hi, it's Ray from Best Agents Real Estate. I'm just, uh, it's just a follow-up call. Do you remember I showed you a property in Johnson Street? And I'll say, sure, Ray, yes, I do, a couple of weeks back. Um, I know you're not interested in buying the property, but... I'm going to meet with my owner and I've got a hypothetical question for you. Just hypothetically, 
if you would, if you were going to buy it, what sort of offer would you make? What do you think it's worth? And if that's asked correctly of a of a purchaser, you can take that information. And I used to do that all the time. And I would sit down with my seller and say, "Here's Greg and Michelle. I called them. They're prepared to pay eight hundred and ten. Or hypothetically, they would be prepared to pay. I'm sorry, and they're not prepared to pay. I said it's hypothetical. Hypothetically, they would pay around about one hundred and ten. So, in fact, here's their name and number. Right? I volunteer it. So it's not you know I'm backing up. I'm giving proof, social proof, of my argument. Now, imagine how powerful it is if I can do that with, with say, two or three buyers. Here's, here's uh, John and Susan. They thought that it was probably around the, the 815 or 820 mark that was there. That's their feedback. So can you see how, you, you know, it's not you telling the seller that it's not worth what they're looking for. You're giving them, you're giving them the evidence. You're like, a, you're like a trial lawyer presenting an argument to, to a jury or a court, you're giving them solid, logical, real reasons why the price needs to come down. So if you've got a listing on the market as well, so that's something you might be able to, to use. If you've got a listing on the market now and it's it's early days, say it's been on for a week, but you know it's sky high, you can have the don't, you can have the let's not reduce yet um, discussion. And that that's something like, Hi, Mr. Seller. It's Ray here. Just wanted to give you a heads up as to what's going on. We're getting there's uh, quite a bit of online traffic. Uh, we've got our first open house coming up this weekend, or whatever it might be. I'm concerned in the market, as I've already mentioned. I'm concerned about what's happening with the market, and I'm concerned about prices. I'm concerned that we might be pitching well over what buyers' expectations are, and I don't want to lose a good buyer. I don't want you to lose a buyer. So. I'm, su- I'm suggesting I don't want to reduce the price yet, but following this weekend, let's see what happens. So can you see what I've done there? I've sown the seed with the seller that they need to think about reducing the price maybe after the weekend. And that's, that's a really powerful thing. Something I'll put, in fact, I'll put uh, another great argument is to use the buyer inquiry wave and I'll put a, uh, uh, a physical... Uh, diagram of how the buyer inquiry wave actually works, but it simply measures, imagine uh, a landscape style, horizontal style A4 sheet, uh, a big L on the left uh, line going down is buyers, a lot of buyers at the top, a few buyers at the bottom, and time, say in weeks across the bottom. And the buyer inquiry wave is is designed to illustrate how buyer inquiry works and when it peaks, because as we all know, when a property first comes onto the market, that's when it's most popular with buyers. But tragically, in many cases, the prices are over the top, so the seller is missing out on the peak of the buyer inquiry wave. The seller is missing out on the bulk of buyer inquiry, and that's a very damaging thing. So I think we've got a duty, morally, legally, and ethically, to tell our clients that the best way to capitalise on a buyer on the buyer inquiry, uh, on the peak of buyer inquiry, is to have our pricing right at the time. Now, I'm not going to get into whether you're using a price plus method or an asking price or whatever it might be or, or, or auction. Um, you know what to do in that area, and that's and that's up to you. But 
that is a solid strategy of being able to help your seller understand what's going on in the market and helping them understand how they can get a result. I'm just going to pass this truck because they are going way too slow. It's my way of thinking anyway. <laughs> so here we are. All right, back in my lane. So what are some other ways? What are some other ideas, uh, some other skills you can you can practice and quickly acquire to help your seller get get their price Get, get their property priced right. I've just gone over a few of the more powerful and more proven ones. There are many, many more, but I would I would suggest that you access any kind of training. Actually, check out RE Express results. We've got some terrific ideas in there, or Kevin's got some terrific ideas in there and, and interviews. And what he's actually done is he's actually split everything up into different categories, whether you're prospecting, working with buyers, working with sellers, time management, mindset, the whole range of just about everything that you might possibly need is all categorised there at reexpressresults.com. So uh, thanks so much. I just wanted to get, I, this has just been top of mind for me for the last couple of weeks because, uh, and, and, and I think be, because I've just been speaking to so many agents that have talked about it, um, but I think this is here to stay for some time and when you've got people uh, unskilled, what's happening is that they're going to be leaving the industry. And I talked before about a 24-year boom. So all that's happened in that 24 years as prices continue to increase is that more and more agents have come into the, come into the, uh, into the industry. Take a look at the number of new brands there are now that there weren't even five years ago. There's so many new real estate brands because everybody is saying, boy, there's just so much going on in real estate world. I want to be part of it. Well, all of that's about to change. I remember back in the 1990s when that tough market started. We started our agency in Inner Melbourne in January 1990, not realising that it was going to be very, very tough market conditions. And that's where a lot of my marketing ideas came from. That's where my book came from. Uh, showing sellers how they can get a get a better result. And by the way, talking about that, just as an aside for, uh, for a sec, talking about marketing, and I workshop this with a lot of my coaching clients and we come up with a strategy. You need to stand for something in your market. You need to have a unique selling proposition or position. You need to have a clear and compelling reason why sellers need to deal with you and not your competitors. Personally, I like price. I like price because real estate has no recommended retail price. And my pitch, my elevator pitch, is that I can say to a seller, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, the thing I love about real estate is that it has no recommended retail price, so we can influence that price working together. I use a system that helps my clients get a better result. Can I show you how it works? So that is my pitch. I would encourage you to R&D that. That doesn't stand for re research and development. That stands for rip off and duplicate. So uh, so much of what we do in real estate is learned from those, those that have enjoyed success with their strategies and ideas. And um, that, I believe, is a really good strategy to help you uh, win more listings and make more sales. If you're 
if your testimonials can reflect the fact that you that you're great at engineering a bidding war and you're great at helping your client sell for a great price regardless of market conditions you're going to be very very popular also another great thing to market before i let you go i've just i've just driven into the little town of Cobaconk, ontario in fact i'll put a map on the i'll put a map on the show notes so you can see a little bit about a little bit about where we are and what's going on um, so yeah the final strategy that i wanted to share is around days on market and this is really important so imagine uh, and we, we, I'm, we're putting something together in Jiggler on this at the moment. But uh, imagine if you're thinking of selling or you've, you've decided to sell because you have to sell. You've bought a property or there's something going on. There's some compelling reason. You want to get sold pretty quickly. So what a great opportunity. If you're a good agent, and I know that most of the agents that listen to this show are awesome. So your days on market is going to be less than the average so if you can do a quick infographic that shows your sellers how your, or shows potential people, shows property sellers in your area, how effective you are, say the average days on market in your area is 55, but your days on, your average days on market for you personally is, is like 32. So you can have a flyer or a graphic that says selling in Bondi, question mark, days on market are important then you have two specific color blobs or infographics or we'll check it out in jiggler anyway but it can say average days on market bondi 55 average days on market for your name real estate is 35 go with the agent that gets results or something like that the call to action is very simple and very clear and clean and powerful so they are my ideas. We'll be doing much more work on this, but I would just start getting your strategy together, start getting things organised, and uh, dream big, take names. I look forward to uh, catching up with you soon on the next episode. Bye, everybody. The next time you need professional real estate marketing flyers, letters, or cards, don't ask your graphics people for an estimate or try to create something great in a Word doc. Instead, head over to jiggler.com and set up a free account. Jiggler is the online creative marketing tool for agents and it's jammed with proven templates including flyers, cards, stationery, letters and awesome social media posts. And it's so easy to use. If you can drive your Facebook page, you can drive Jiggler. So say goodbye to expensive graphic design bills, wasting time with clunky programs and marketing ideas that don't work and say hello to Jiggler. Set up your free account today at jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.